the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. It is recorded in the book of John that Jesus once said, If he is lifted up, he will draw all people unto himself. Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension are all linked to this glorious exaltation, and it is a call made to the entire world. No class, social status, race, or gender is excluded from this declaration. That is why we lift up the name of Jesus on this program every day. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. I want you to take your Bibles today, and inside your bulletin there are some sermon notes. We're in a series, if you're a guest, called The Promises of God. As you can see the screen uh, behind me, uh, last week uh, we looked at some 3,000, so there's 3,000 promises in the Word of God. We noted in your notes that God is not only the greatest promise maker of all time, God is the greatest promise keeper of all time. And then we categorized uh, those 3,000 promises into three major categories. Some of God's uh, promises are transformational. In other words, there are a lot, there's a lot in Scripture that God wants to transform your life into a new creation. Some of the promises are provisional. A lot of them have to do with things that God desires to provide for you. And then many of the promises are triumphal which means that God has promised that he will help us overcome uh, many things in this world to overcome sin, to overcome temptation, uh, to be victorious uh, over the things in this world. And so the question that remains uh, for us to discuss today is this question, is are you trusting? Do you have faith in God's promises? Now, how many of you here, you've got uh, junior high, high school students at home. You've you still got some uh, young kids at home. How many of you, when you ask them a question, they tell you an answer? How many of you as a parent, you're just a little bit suspicious? <laughs> just, just, just you look at them, you're listening to them, but you're just really trying to decipher if what they're telling you is the right thing. You know, I'm a preacher. preacher uh, people are suspicious of preachers. People are suspicious of lawyers. Anyone suspicious of lawyers? Uh, how about used car salesmen? You're, you're a little suspicious when you go see those guys. And there's some good used car salesmen, but we're just suspicious when we talk to them. How many of you uh, trust, you trust politicians? You just trust them. Anybody here, you just, just, when they talk, you just think, man, that guy's telling me the truth. Anybody? Look around. One person over here. You must be married to one. That's the only way you could possibly raise your hand. How many of you distrust? You distrust politicians. You just, yeah, they tell, they tell you something, you just don't believe them. Okay, that's, they deserve that, I suppose. 
How many of you distrust your spouse? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Here's the key question. The question is this. Do you trust God? Do you truly trust God? Well, I got a lot to get through. Number one, write this down. The promises of God, number one. Whenever God tells you something, he's going to do something. They are tools, I believe, to fix what is broken in this universe. They're tools to fix what is broken in this universe. There's a book I've been reading by Rick Steadman called Praying the Promises of God. And I came across this point that promises of God are like tools. Now, some people just love tools. They're addicted to tools, like duct tape. Some people just love duct tape. They think duct tape can fix any problem, you know? I mean, if your luggage is broken, you don't need to go buy new luggage. All you need is some duct tape, right? And if a hose is leaking, all you need is some duct tape. If your children talk too much, hey, (laughs) duct tape. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Some people, it's vice grips. They just, if they had a good pair of vice grips, they think they could fix anything with vice grips. Some people, it's a hammer. I know some people with a little uh, knife, they just carry a knife with them. They could fix anything. I can fix that and pull their knife out. For me, it's super glue. I don't know why, but I'm really getting into super glue lately. I just think if I have enough super glue, I can fix anything that's broken. But God's promises are tools by which he can fix anything that is broken in this universe. Now write this down, first of all, in your family. Anything in your life, anything in your family's life. All these promises are God's promises, are tools by which he's trying to fix things in your world. Your heart. I just want to ask you, is your heart broken today? Is your heart scarred today? Is it calloused? Is it fearful? Is it timid? Is it empty? Is it divided? Is it bitter? Is it lonely? Is your heart fearful today? All of God's promises are created to fix your heart, your marriage. Now, how many of you married? Raise your hand real quick if you're married, real quick. And how many of you are single? Okay, listen to me. You know, most people get married, their eyes are about this big around. They're going to they're gonna live happily ever after. And I just want you to know that it's common for married people to have some difficult days. And I know a lot of people that are single who think, man, when they get married, they're not going to have any problems. Listen, you are being foolish. <laughs> you know, you get married at first and you, everything's rosy-dosy. Then you start fighting over stuff. And, and some people, some people give up. They get tired of fighting. And uh, many people get to the point where they think, well, you know, I, I need to just, I'm going to give up the fight. Just stop fighting. I'm just, whatever she wants, she can have it. All right, whatever. <laughs> I'm telling you my life story here. Uh, but, uh, what happens is, is you give up, you stop fighting, and you, just, you get to the point where you just go, you know what, I, I, I accept this person for better or for worse. I, I, love, I love this person no matter what. And then you, then, you, then, you start, then you start living life right there, all right? Now, I think I can solve anybody's marriage problem if I just had enough super glue. Because <laughs> if I could glue the two of you together, that would solve a lot of problems. See, super glue is what you need, right? 
But it's not superglue. Superglue is not going to solve your marriage problems. You know who's going to solve your problem, your marriage problems, are the promises of God. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you're having problems in your marriage, you've got to get your eyes in this book and start reading what God has to say about love and marriage. And uh, you will be amazed at what God can do with your marriage. Your finances, read God's word. Pain, if you're having pain that's overwhelming or unrelenting or incurable, God has promises for you. If you have a prodigal child, some of you right now have children who, who this very moment you're in church, but your child is not in church. You're in church, but your child is running away from God. You're in church, you're try, you've tried, I know you have, you've tried to talk to your child about what's right and wrong, but that child doesn't want to hear it right now. And today your heart is broken. You have a prodigal son. You have a prodigal daughter. You need to read God's word. And I'm telling you, God's word will bring that prodigal child home. I believe that. Anything in your life, anything in your marriage, anything in your church, God's promises can fix. Let me give you just a few examples. Here's one. Matthew 11, verse 28. The Bible says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? That's a promise of God. Do you believe that or do you not believe that? Have you put your faith and trust in that verse? Come to me, Jesus says. Some people are trying drugs. Some people are trying uh, alcohol. Some people are trying just to keep so busy they don't have time to think about this problem. Some people are seeking ungodly counsel. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary. Sit at his feet. If you're burdened, come to Christ. And he, will, he is the one that will give you rest. It's a promise of God. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding. You're not even able to fully understand the peace of Almighty God. He will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I love Isaiah 54, 10 that says, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be what? Shaken. You see, God's promises are tools by which he can fix anything that is broken. Now, his tools are unique in that they don't necessarily fix tangible objects. His promises, write this down, are designed to shape your future. Oh, this is an important point. If I had a saw, I could cut and shape a piece of wood. If I had duct tape, I could hold a, if, my, if I was moving my moving box tour, I could wrap, wrap the duct tape around the, the moving box, a tangible object, super glue, Uh, can mend a broken vase, right? It's a tangible object. But God's promises are not necessarily to fix tangible objects. His promises are geared to shape your future. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he said, For I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but plans to give you a hope and a want. A future. God has a hope and a future for every single person in this room. Do you believe that? I don't care who you are. You know, one day God's going to call you home. 
He's got a thousand ways to do that. He's going to call every one of us home. When does he call us home? When it's time. But if he hasn't called you home when you're still here, there's a reason why he hasn't called you home yet. He has, he has a future for you. He's got things that he desires for you. He, he has a hope and a future. And if you truly believe that, you wouldn't worry so much about your current situation if you truly believe that God has a future for you. Think about tomorrow. Everything that is scheduled tomorrow, uh, you know, it's really not reality yet. They're, they are potential events that haven't happened yet. Tomorrow's a blank canvas. Tomorrow is formless. It is an unknown. But a promise by God creates the future. It shapes the future. Theologian Lewis Smead said these words, write this down. When we make promises into tomorrow's oceans of uncertainty, what we're doing is creating islands of security. I will explain that to you. Whenever I read one of God's 3,000 promises, it gives me a sense of peace and calm as tomorrow approaches. I heard about a couple. They actually wrote a certificate that says, we will never divorce. And then they both signed the certificate. And then they taped it to the bedroom mirror. It was a promise by mom and dad, husband and wife, that they will never ever get a divorce. And I actually heard of a church that they did this, that every couple in the church did this just to help stem the tide of divorce in our culture. Now imagine if you take a certificate It's a promise, we will never divorce, and you sign your name, and she signs her name, and you tape that to the bedroom mirror. And every single day, you see that sign that says we will never divorce, and you've signed it. Don't you see that no matter what happens today, you're going to get through it because you have made promises that are going to help shape your future. It, It affects what you do today. And imagine... The children who live inside that house, where every day those children live in a world that is chaotic and full of turmoil, and they go to school and there's difficulties there, and they, they're, they're on the soccer team and they have problems there and in their friends, yet when they come home, they've seen that sign, they know that no matter what happens, that mom and dad are always going to be there for them. Don't you see how that promise for tomorrow helps shapes and gives the security for today? Now, uh, in a similar fashion, when God promises things like, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Or when he says, though the mountains be shaken, which means though you lose your job, though you lose your house, though, though you lose your material possessions, yet my unfailing love for you will never be shaken. You see, it helps me realize that I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. And I can rest in him. Amen. Number two, now here's the good stuff. The promises of God are a test that reveal the extent and level of your 
faith. This is where the rubber hits the road. This is the critical point in this entire month of a sermon series on the promises of God for you to consider. Do you or do you not have faith in God's promises? Do you actually, literally, completely, totally believe that God's promises are indeed true? Do you believe that they are enduring? Do you believe that they are permanent? Do you believe that they are lasting? Do you believe that they are steadfast? And I want to suggest something to you today that the way you live your life actually reveals the true measure and the level of your faith in God and in God's promises. That when God speaks, do you trust that what he's saying is legit and you put your total faith in what he's saying? You know, it's the illustration of the guy who walks, falls off a cliff And about 25 yards down, he grabs hold of a branch, and he's hanging there for his life. And he hollers, help, anyone up, help. And he hears a voice that says, let go. What? Let go. Well, who is that? And the voice says, it's God. I said to let go. And the guy says, is there anyone else up there? Because sometimes when we're in difficult situations, we have a hard time doing what God asks us to do. Here's the question. Can you let go of the things that God has asked you to let go of? A lot of you are holding on to things that God asked you to let go of. Now, there's two types of promises. Write this down as quickly as you can. There's two types of promises. Whenever you read one of those 3,000 promises, they fall in one or two different categories. There are conditional promises and unconditional promises. Unconditional promises mean that there are no strings attached. It means that God has said an unconditional promise is when God says something and it's a promise and there are no prerequisites, there are no strings attached. It's called an unconditional promise. It's just a promise of Almighty God. I'll give you a couple of illustrations. One is in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3, that says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Now, when God says, I love you with an everlasting love, that means that his love is eternal. It is not based on merit. It is not based on your performance. God is love, and he loves you, and you've all heard this line, There's nothing you could ever do to make God love you any more than what he already loves you. And there's nothing you could ever do to cause God to love you any less than what he loves you. God, God's love is eternal. That's an unconditional promise. Here's another example. You should be familiar with this unconditional promise. After God destroyed the entire world by a flood in Genesis chapter 6, 7, and 8, God said these words in Genesis chapter 9, verse 11. He said, never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. Now, why did he destroy the earth the first time? Because every inclination and the thoughts of men were evil all the time. And the world got so bad and so evil that God finally said that's enough and it destroyed the whole world by water. 
But when he came after the flood, he says, never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And then he said these words, I have set my rainbow. It's not your rainbow. It's God's rainbow. God said, I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. We did not negotiate this deal. This was just God telling us something. He said, it will be a sign between of the covenant between me and the earth. He says it a second time down in verse 15, never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all of life. So every time you have ever seen a rainbow in the sky, that rainbow was placed there by almighty God as a reminder of the unconditional promise of God. No strings attached. I don't care how evil the world gets again. God will never, ever again destroy the entire planet by a flood, according to his word. He'll never do that again. It's an unconditional promise. Now, ladies and gentlemen, write this down. Most of the promises, though, in the word of God are conditional. And what that means is that most of God's promises have prerequisites. God says, I need you to do such and such, and if you'll do such and such, guess what? I will do such and such. And you just read the Bible. Many illustrations. Uh, Israelites had been in the wilderness for 40 years. They came up against uh, into the promised land. They had to get through Jericho. Jericho had fortified walls. And God said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to every day march around the walls, do it once a day for six days. And on the seventh day, uh, on the seventh day, I want you to take seven laps. And someone said, now let me get this straight. We've been walking for 40 years. And in order for us to conquer this city, you want us to keep walking. He said, that's right. He said, and on the seventh day, you walk, you take seven laps. And on the seventh lap, you yell real loud. And if you'll do that, those walls will come tumbling down. See, God said it's a conditional part. You do your part, I'll do my part. And if you know the Bible, I wrote a whole book on this this story. Every day they they marched around those walls once a day for six days. On the seventh day, they took the seventh lap. And on the seventh lap, they yelled real loud. And guess what God did? Those walls came tumbling down. John chapter 9, there's a story of a a blind man. He wasn't just, uh, he'd been, the Bible says he'd been blind his entire life. He'd never seen a single thing in his entire life. And the Bible says that God spit in the dirt and made some mud or some, some spittle or some mud spittle, whatever you call that, and wiped it in the guy's eyes. And he said, I want you to, uh, I want you to go to the pool. There's one, now there's all kinds of pools, but I want you to go to the pool of Siloam. And if you'll dip in the, in the pool of Siloam, you'll be able to see. Now, God, Jesus, could have just snapped his fingers twice. Here's a, I'm going to snap my fingers twice. On the second, on the second snap, you'll be able to see. You ready? And was, he could have done that. But Jesus said, no, I want, you to, I want you to do something. I want you to get up. You can't see. Get over to the pool silo when you dip in there. If you'll do that, you'll be healed. Now, had he gone over to that pool, it wouldn't have happened. He'd go over to that pool, it wouldn't have happened. But he went to the pool of Siloam, and he dipped in the pool of Siloam, and when he came up, he could see. And everybody say, praise God. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. 
we exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Wouldn't it be great if there were accessible answers to our spiritual problems? Just like there's a smartphone app for calculating a tip or getting directions to a local store. Most of us have heard the phrase, there's an app for that, popularized by the creators of the iPhone. Well, God has an app for the common problems faced by Christians everywhere. Are you stressed out? God has an app for that. We invite you to join us every weekday at this struggling with prejudice, lift up Jesus, anxious, or depressed. God has an app for that too. Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, is available now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This helpful resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get God Has an App for That on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Come and explore the book of James and discover God's user-friendly solutions for some of the biggest challenges we all face daily. Get your copy of Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, today. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.